Jonathan, they're going to cancel you out. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I you're four him, minutes I late. I told him you're the most interesting man on this podcast today. Heads up. He did not. I did not. Okay. Did not. Let the record show that I'm not lying. So when we post it, you're going to know I was on your side. She's, she's well, coughing that part I, I, out. I got the app, and when I click record, it sent me to it sent me to like my own podcast, and it sent me to this. So, so you was it. talking to yourself? No, I, yeah, I was, I, was, I was like, hello, hello, Mike. I'm already knowing. <laughs> you were funny. Right, guys. There's somebody missing. Where's Marquise? All right, let's do it. Everyone ready? Okay, cool. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shikorina Ish podcast, episode three. Woo! I've got some of my favorite people on here, and I'm excited for you guys to hear what we're talking about. And so let me start off with our diaspora spotlight. I wanted to highlight Pedros Tylis, uh, also known as Teddy. He was a well-known journalist, radio host, and entrepreneur from Ethiopia. Um, he lived in Atlanta. It was a big part of the community. He used his uh, it was extremely successful radio program, Admas Radio, and also his magazine, Dink Magazine, to educate and advocate for Ethiopians and Eritreans everywhere. And he supported people of all backgrounds. He he had a lot of friends and support. So um, he was also quick to show support and love for other people. And he was a people's person. He touched a lot of our lives. He really put on for the Abisha community. And so we're really uh, deeply saddened by his untimely passing. And our heart goes out to his family and friends. Um, so thanks, Teddy, for inspiring us all and for motivating us to stick together and keep going. Um, I remember one time going to the soccer tournament in Dallas. He was on my flight and we were just talking and he's just like a really friendly person. So when he found out like what I studied in school with statistics, he was just like, we need people like you in the community. And he's just um, very open and very, uh, his energy was like really awesome. So uh, it's really sad to hear about what happened to him, but um just wanted to give that highlight, so, yeah. Rest up, man. Rest up to okay. Teddy, man. Yes. Um, so we're going to start with our icebreaker. I want everyone to start off by saying their name and what they do, so I'll go first. My name is Semhal, and I am a statistician slash research analyst for the state of Georgia. Hi, I'm Martha, and I work as... Um, a substitute slash aftercare teacher, but I'm in here because I work as a bottle girl in the clubs. So, um, what else are we supposed to do? That's it. Okay. What you do and uh, right. your name. Letty, pass the mic to you. Um, my name is Mohale. I'm an auditor. I work for KPMG. Letty, you gonna have to speak up, sis. Sorry, can you hear me? She's shy in person. Yeah. She's shy on the yeah. phone. You shy anywhere. She's not that? shy in person. Oh She's so loud in person. My name is Mahale. I'm an auditor. I work You know they can't see you, right? They can only hear you. So speak up a little bit. All right, next. All right, my name is uh, Muhammad Adam. I go by one thing, Mom. Um, I currently work at One Cigar Lab, and I'm also a promoter at a few locations. I do a game night at Ace Atlanta, and I also do a brunch and bucket at Zari Cafe. Jonathan cool. Hart. Uh, my name is Jonathan, uh, but I'm known as DJ Skywalker, and right now I am a DJ in Atlanta that works at numerous clubs uh, throughout the week, outside of quarantine. Awesome. So we've, we've got a lot of different people here. So money, power, or fame? I'll go first, I guess, Martha. Um, okay. I think I would go with power, 
for the simple fact that I'm the type of person who kind of likes to like change the world and like just change things for the better. So with power, I just feel like, well, I think one power and fame come hand in hand. I feel like if you have power in some way, you you gain fame. But um, I definitely would choose power because I just would want to change some things in, in the world that you can't do without power. So, and money really doesn't get you everything in life that you want. And okay, yep. Letty, I think that's a good answer. Um, I would choose money because I think <laughs> no, seriously, because I think with money you will get power. Um, mm-hmm. and you'll also have fame with money. So I feel like that's the key. You can change the world with money. money. Not so, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I, I would pick money also because I, I truly do think money can contribute to your happiness. It can bring you a lot of uh, good things. And as far as like fame, I don't really care for it because I think there's a lot of people who are famous and they're still not living like a great life. And I don't, you know, all eyes on them. They're like under a lot of scrutiny. So sorry, when you say money can bring you happiness, it really can only bring you happiness to a certain extent. Like you get over that happiness within like once you get over that thing that that money got you, that happiness is gone. Uh So it technically really can't it it can't really bring you happiness. Y'all gonna y'all gonna let the rest of us answer or sorry. Uh, Thank you very much. Oh, I'm gonna choose power, man, because in my opinion, with power you can with power you can receive both money and fame. There's plenty of rich people, but there's a lot of rich people that have no influence and have no power. And there's plenty of famous people who are okay. currently broke. You understand what I'm saying? So in my opinion, right. you get power, you're going to automatically have money because power, you can, can you can get what you want. You Pretty can take sure, what okay. you want. You know what I'm saying? And um, if you're powerful, you're going to automatically be famous. Even if you don't want to be famous, power, it comes with attention. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm gonna choose power, man. Let me, uh, my man DJ Skywalker is gonna. Man, I don't know out. how I'm supposed to piggyback off that because you're absolutely right. It's power. You dig. You dig. <laughs> you know, both, 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 uh, money and fame is like, they're also, uh, they're, they're like consequences or like, they're, they're, that's what you get when you have power, right? And then with power, uh, you can actually change shit. You can actually influence stuff. And, it just gives you access to so much things. So for me, I automatically choose power before money or fame because money comes and goes. You can be famous and broke, like you said, but with power, there's no stopping you from doing whatever you want to do. Amen. Y'all bring up good points. Okay. So um, I don't know about you girls that are okay. talking about money, though. Money doesn't make you happy. <laughs> they, 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 they just I, want a nigga that's gonna swipe them visa. That's it. Oh, we know. <laughs> okay. we know. So should we check? Should, should it be should it be power, fame, or Nigerians? That was <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I like that one, bro. <laughs> I buy my own stuff. Anyway. Ow. Uh, Ow. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. So our topic for today's podcast is gonna be nightlife versus the corporate world. And I think it's important because, um, so this podcast in general does focus mainly on Abishas in America and Abishas like outside of Ethiopia. So I think Atlanta specifically, I think the two most common workplaces or jobs among us is working in corporate and working in nightlife. So um, I think it was, it was really important to cover. And that's why I got all of you guys to be on here because we we all have different jobs and we all have different experiences. So. It would be really cool to hear everyone's opinion. So let's start with our first question. Explain a typical workday for you, and do you enjoy your work? 
I'll go first. Uh, a typical work day for me. So I work uh, for a government office in downtown Fair. Atlanta. So I'll, I'll wake <laughs> Y'all love calling me the feds, but I'm a yes, big cop, not a bad I didn't know you work. I didn't so, know you work for the feds. <laughs> I don't work for the feds, but I do work for, I work under the, uh, I do work under the GBI or whatever. So I'm going to look out for all, all y'all. What's it? As long as y'all support What's me. The, you, said you, <laughs> you said you work under what? I'm sorry. I work under the Georgia uh, Bureau of Investigation. So that's where my paycheck comes from. Yo, you're 12 but, for real. Oh, my God. I, I know. I'm tripping I, right I You're really for, a 12. Hey, bro. I, hey, you got us I on actually, here recording? Cut her some slack, man. Cut her some slack, guys. Thank you. So... I work for the yeah. hey Letty. Uh, I think your yeah. connection your connection uh, dropped, yeah. so you can um, okay, yeah. go after me. So basically, I, I get up in the morning and I go to work. I sit in traffic for a long time. It takes me about forty minutes to get to work when it really should take uh, twenty. And I'll go sign in, get on my computer, and work on my computer for eight hours, and then I'll go back home in traffic, listen to podcasts and stuff. Um, at work, I analyze data. So I work with a lot of uh, data for sexual assault and just crimes and victims of crimes. So I do a lot of analyzing that and making sure uh, shelters get the money that they need. I, as far as enjoying my work, it's cool. Like, it's not a bad job. I know someone has to do it, but I don't enjoy uh, working on a computer all day. I think I need, you know, we, we all sit in our offices and you can have like, you can have uh, interactions with humans and stuff, but for the most part, you're on your computer typing and sending emails. So that's, that's the one aspect that I don't like. Letty, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, if I'm not working from home, then it really depends what like stage of the audit that we're in. So in the beginning, like you will be in meetings usually all day. And then, um, like, learning the business and, like, risks and how they make money and stuff like that. And then once you, like, develop your audit plan, then probably for the next two to three weeks, you're on your computer um, just carrying out the audit. Um, yeah, then I sit in traffic, too. <laughs> <laughs> so do you enjoy it? Um, sometimes, yeah. Like, I mean, I get satisfaction, like, at the end of the audit or whatever. You know, we are uh -huh. protecting American investors. So, like, when you file the report and you see, like, if I'm on Home Depot or whatever, for example, and it says 2019 audited financial statements, and then you see their share prices go up or down, and, you, you like, you know you were a part of that because you released that statement. I mean, there is right. satisfaction in that, yeah. Okay. Uh, Martha, you want to go? Sure. Um, so I never said where I work at um, when we're telling our job. So I work at a reef lounge. Um, I'm not sure if we're still calling it a reef lounge, but I work on the lounge on Beaufort Highway. Um, I also work at Ponce, the Havasha spot. <laughs> which is, you work at Ponce? Yeah, which is Fouet, I know. But hey, when you need cash, you just do anything. And then I currently started working at Halo. <laughs> anything? <laughs> Anything. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Shut up. Anything? Yeah, you you do shit that you don't you don't want to do. Like I've never wanted to work at a Habitat Club lounge for the simple reason, like oh my god, they're hella annoying. 
But um, yeah, I have, I'm sorry, but I love Mahabasha people, but working for them when they're drunk is just is on another level. And then I also work at, I started working at Halo, but they never got to open up, but I'm just going to speak on Arif and Ponce. Um, so a typical day at work, um, I work very close to both of those, so I don't have to deal with traffic. Um, I would say this is like, I don't know, being a server slash bodyguard is like the easiest job on the planet. Like you really don't do anything going into work. Like when I go in, I wipe down tables and then wipe down the sections. And then I honestly just go straight to the hookah room and make myself a hookah for like two, three hours because first customers really don't come in to like 10, I guess. Um, and then basically we serve people. Um, I think the hardest part about working as a server is dealing with customers for the simple fact that you're working with them intoxicated. And um, yeah, just a lot can happen. Um, working right. In and life. I think we're, we're going to cover that uh, when we talk about the pros and cons. Yeah, definitely. so... Um, I would say, yeah, so you serve customers, you do cash out at the end of the night. And then after you do cash out, you literally just wipe down the tables again and then wipe down the section and you're done for the night. Um, it's by far the easiest job. And I, I like it, but you get tired of it after a while. So if it's that easy, why, why do we tip you so Facts. Yeah. Facts. Uh, facts. hundred hey, percent facts. I, I, look, listen, Big tip up. <laughs> I'm not the one that makes the rules. You guys, you guys tip off what you know y'all feel to tip I, a tip is not for i mean it's not forced so i mean for djs it is because y'all get everything free jonathan and then for barbacks y'all work there or promoters y'all definitely need to tip out because y'all be bringing y'all people in and y'all be having like 30 40 people in y'all section and we got to serve them people and then people don't tip because y'all be popping out bottles and then y'all let them drink so they really don't order shit. Hey, hey, so hey, y'all hey, hey, do hey, have hey. to tip. You don't got to attack us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Y'all coming from me like, why y'all got to tip so much? Okay, east side, right? What's happening? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Mo. Shit, we're going to say best for last. I'm going to let you go, Jonathan. All right, so yeah, because mine is boring. So my typical work day is uh, <laughs> me chilling in my crib, taking a nap until about 9 or 10 o'clock. My alarm goes off. Get ready go to work, and it depends if I'm doing the whole night or if I'm just closing or opening, but most most of the time I'm at the club at 10 o'clock before everybody gets there, and I'm playing just uh, easy, good vibes until the club gets packed, and then I just turn up the music. So, I mean, for me, it, it's it's pretty simple. My, my work days are pretty simple. Do you enjoy it? Do I enjoy it? Uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love DJing. Um, I just, I like, I like, uh, I like amplifying the energy that I have and um, getting people to participate, right? So it's like, uh, it's like a call and response, you know? Like, you play the right songs, the crowd turns up, then it, it kind of, like, it energizes you and it gives you, like, um, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like you're building momentum. I'm like a, I'm a, I'm like a, I'm like a, a rock going down a hill. So as, as soon as you're getting momentum and everybody rocks, you keep going harder and harder until the night's over. So I, I definitely enjoy my work. <clears throat> I think um I think I'm the only one that actually like wrote the answers out. Cause I got like two paragraphs, bro. And y'all got like three sentences. So um yeah, okay. Typical work day for me. Um I started managing at one cigar lounge. So what I would do is I usually go to work around two, two thirty AM in the morning. It's a uh, after hour spot. So it opens around two, closes around five thirty, six in the morning. I usually go in, check in on the staff, make sure all the waitress is there. Uh, I walk around, make sure the building looks on point, make sure all the bad barbacks have set up for the night. Uh, we usually have a one-hour window, one or two-hour window before the night gets busy. 
So that's when I usually probably smoke a hookah, chill, sit down. Um, during the night, I just walk around, make sure customers don't have any issues, make sure all the tables are sold, make sure the waitresses are actually doing their job and not getting too drunk or having too much fun. Um, I do the voice comps on things like that on the POS system. That's uh, what the waitresses use to uh, place orders and check out. And at the end of the night, I, I do all the checkout for the waitresses and the staff. Um, me being promoter, that's a, a different type of work. So what I do when I'm a promoter, I usually just plan my events, get my flyers ready, check up on my DJs, constantly hitting up my regular customers. Um, I'm always having to communicate with waitresses to give people the best customer service. Um, lots of drinking. You know, shots make the time go by faster. And um, it's just having a lot of fun while making sure people spend money. Yes, so I very do much then. enjoy it. You be living it up. Bro, I'm proud of you, bro. That was a fire answer. I see it. Why, why you don't do your homework like this, Mo? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks, Mo. Thanks, everyone, for the, uh, those answers. All right, moving on to the next question. Have you ever wanted to experience working in the other industry? So those of you who work in nightlife, have you ever wanted to work corporate and vice versa? Uh, Letty, go ahead. We know you wanted to be I a bottle girl for I a long started, time. I started we know. Time. No, go ahead. Got it. No, you good. I'm just letting them know. You want to be a bottle girl. But, uh, keep going. Yeah. I don't think Letty will ever in her life. You know, because I just know myself and I wouldn't be successful because I'm like, uh, I have, like, I think, you, I think you'll anxiety. be successful at anything, Letty. I think just I have anxiety and it's so shy and you have to be so, you know, like, not like that. Like, I don't have the personality to do that. You just, you just need two shots. You two shots okay. in. We, that's, my, that's, my <laughs> that's my answer. That's my answer. Because I know I, I wouldn't be successful. <laughs> Thank you. Anything, so. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you're doing this podcast because I do know you mm-hmm. you um, are a little on more of the uh, shy side, so that does make sense. Uh, Until you, yeah. Anyways, I'm not gonna talk too much. But uh, for me, I have wanted to work in the in a uh, nightlife. Like I wanted to at least try it because when it's like I just feel like people working in nightlife, especially in Atlanta, are making so much more money than what I'm making working eight hours. Like, they can make it working four hours maybe in one night. And I know it's like, I don't know. I'm kind of hesitant because I feel like it's a lot that you have to remember and a lot of people you have to deal with and different vibes and stuff. And also, I like to go to sleep early. (laughs) But uh, I think it just... Just as far as the money, like, I think the money is really, like, such a motivating factor for me. Like, I've always, Martha, I've even talked to you about it, like, about wanting to work on the weekend. Yeah, I remember. Um, Especially even, like, during the summer when I didn't have a 9 to 5, like, I was like, okay, let's see if I could just start working nightlife or, or doing some type of job like that. Just because I feel like it's quick, easy money. It's not easy. According to Martha, it's really hard. And uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, yeah, exactly. So this is me looking from the outside in. Even though, like, I do have a lot of friends who are working nightlife and who do tell me stories about it. It just kind of seems like the grass is mm-hmm, greener, yeah. you know, on the other side. Uh, I just got to say that it is. I mean, for me, when I first started doing it, like, you know, I came from restaurant at first. So when I started going right. into, like, the club industry, it just was a lot easier work-wise. But at the same time, you have to deal with a lot more 
like you have to deal with a lot more bullshit than you have. To, well, I mean, I don't know. I can't say then in corporate life because I haven't worked corporate life, but um, right. I just feel like you just do like it. Just I don't know. It just kind of gets like it gets hectic. Like if you're working like yeah. in a really really busy club, like it just gets really like it, you become overwhelmed at some point. So so have you have you wanted to work corporate? Um, a hundred percent. For the simple fact that I don't plan on doing this for the rest of my life. Like, I mean, I am going to get old and, you know, uh, who's mm-hmm. going to want an old bottle girl. But I'm just saying, like, I do eventually see myself leaving that industry and joining something more corporate. So, yeah. Okay, guys. Um, uh, Mo, you want to go first no. or you want me to go? Because I, I, I've done both. Okay, I'll so. go first. Um, growing up, I always wanted to be a computer engineer. Um, I used to be like a big time nerd in school. Um, there are times where I wish I could switch roads and be an engineer, like working a nine to five in a fancy building downtown. But uh, honestly, the work mm-hmm. I do, I actually pretty like it. Being in industry for a while, I've learned from a lot of mentors and important people who seem to understand where I want to take this. Um, to my opinion, industry and corporate are very much mm-hmm. alike. Uh, both deal with a lot of networking, whether it's your customers or your coworkers. They both have highly skilled people in both environments, and anything can happen with the right network. So mm-hmm. similar. Yeah. All right. For me, uh, basically, I've worked in both, right? So before I moved to Atlanta, um, I spent two years working for a startup uh, that ended up uh, it ended, up, ended up being pretty big. And um, if you want to draw the comparison between the two, I, uh, I would never want to work corporate again in my life because uh, what I learned working there is that you're just a cog in the wheel, right? So no matter how much they're paying you, the company you're working for is making a multitude more money than than what than what you're getting, right? So your value is not even um, mm-hmm. it doesn't even equate. So when it comes to the nightlife, um, based on my position, I'm kind of working for myself, right? I I I set up the contracts with the with the promoters of the club. I come in, I work, and I get paid, right? And um, it's not it's not. When you work corporate, it's kind of like you got to spend the majority of your day dealing with your job, right? There's no, there's, it's hard to get a work-life balance other than your, uh, the PTO that you accrue and the vacations you take. Other than that, you're just all about work. And for me, I think that life is more, mm-hmm. there's more to life than just uh, being concerned about a corporation or a business that, uh, that's not mm-hmm. yours, right? So I like the balance that I get in the knife life. Um, there are, there, there are, I think the differences is like uh, the punctuality that you have to have at your job and the accountability, I think, are different between mm-hmm. the two. Uh, but like most said, the similarities between the two industries is that you definitely need to network. You need to get to know people because knowing people and networking is going to actually add to your bag and it's going to help you um, get access to bigger venues for me as a DJ and, um, and increase your notoriety. For the things that come after the clubs when it comes to collaborating with brands and whatnot and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like you guys start a lot of similarities um, because both our businesses both deal with people and networking and trying to move up. And I think networking just in every aspect of life is very important, especially if you're trying to be successful in anything that you do. Mm-hmm. Or even just just having a good life, like for a lot of people, I think networking. Well, in the nightlife, it's kind of imperative, right? Because if you're a server, right, you got to be able to tap in with your customers and make sure Mm -hmm. that you develop some kind of relationship with them that they'll come support you on days that it might be busy or might be slow, right? 
it has it's like they're yeah, almost right. like salesperson as a promoter you're not you're not able to sustain your your contracts with a club unless you get the club packed out right yeah i have a question yeah. though like okay right. so this is off script, but do you think that, like, your job affects, like, your spending habits? Because I know, like, you know, when you work nightlife or whatever, like, Martha, like, some guy can come tip you a $1,000 or whatever, and so you don't care to spend that because uh-huh. it's just, like, you didn't even do anything to get that. Whereas us, you know, like, you know what you did to make the money. Like, you know how long it's going to take, you know, like. Right. 100%, buddy, it affects it. For the simple fact that, I don't know, for me, when I get cash in hand, it's just easier for me to spend. Yeah. Like, we don't get checks that's directly depo- deposited into our... Well, I mean, I don't. I work greatly off tips. Like, I have no W-2s, none of that. So, um, basically, like, when I get cash, I guess, like, even, like, leaving the club from work, I'd be like, okay, like, I deserve mm-hmm. to go out a little bit, you know? Like, I'll probably go somewhere after hours where everybody's at, and I probably uh-huh. spend, like, maybe, I want to say, like, 50% <laughs> yeah. of what I already made. At, uh, at work so yeah having that cash on hand you definitely spend it a lot quicker than it just being in your account and you knowing like you know you only yeah. get it every two weeks or bi-weekly yeah, or, right. or whatever it is I don't know if it's different for promoters or Mo, or Mo DJs, and so Jonathan well um I was gonna talk about this in my pros and cons cause um getting fast money man that's that's a good thing and a bad thing you know what I mean? It it, it definitely mm-hmm. affects our spending habits. Uh-huh. You know, we're we're used to making a lot of cash at a small amount of time, whereas people mm-hmm. would have to work longer hours and more days to make a certain amount of money. Or we have days where we hit. We might make what somebody's making in two weeks or, or in one week yeah. off of one night. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it definitely affects it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's 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 a, it's a bad habit sometimes because you 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 get five hundred dollars today, you think you might mm-hmm. get four hundred tomorrow. Where in reality, you might make for the next three days only fifty to hundred dollars in some instance. So really, you made about six hundred dollars in three, right. four days. You know what I'm saying? But when you make that five hundred dollars, then one day, all you're thinking about is I made five hundred dollars. Because you're not thinking about the next two, three days or how business is going to be for the next week. You know, so it's it's it's, it's a it's a very bad habit in my right. opinion. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, okay. uh, I mean, yeah. I'm a DJ, so I don't this get nigga, yo, unless unless somebody request a song or anything like that right but uh when it comes i don't i just get a step right right so for me um I, I would say that once when i'm hella busy i might be a little bit more reckless when it comes to spending right like if i'm working like six five to six nights straight or whatever right but uh those those traits and those uh those spending habits they're like they're before i started having real goals and i started like identifying what i need financially to achieve my goals right so then the nightlife changes you'd be like okay i can get this this much amount of money without doing as much work for less hours and if i put it to this goal then i can do what i want to do right so i think it, everybody spends their money everybody spends fast money fast until they have goals and they start keeping it in their back pocket and that's when the nightlife is like it becomes really financially lucrative because you can make that much money without trying and if you want if you have a business that you want to start or if you have something you want to invest in, right? You can get there a lot faster than you can probably work in corporate. That makes sense. Okay. Um, So going on to the next question, which kind of ties into the networking that we were talking about, what are some ways that you can build yourself up and like how could you get promoted in your job? So for me, 
I think the amount of time that you spend working there and then just making sure you get your tasks done on time and that you're doing everything. Uh, you're, you're basically just make sure you're benefiting the business as much as possible and making your like managers and your bosses happy. I think time is like the biggest factor, like how much time you're spending there and how much work you're doing is uh, the best way to build yourself up in corporate. Okay, Letty, come on, finish. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's really standard. It's so many people, it's 2,000 people in the Atlanta office. Like you have your one annual review where they review everybody probably for one to two minutes. Mm -hmm. Just if you didn't really like do like mess up that bad, then, you know, you get promoted in two years, you're a senior, five years, you're a manager, eight years, you're a senior manager, whatever, whatever. It's like so standard um, in corporate, I feel like. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's very standard. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, serving really, it's not really, you can't really move up that much, but you can move up to some aspects. Like, I would say... Um, working there for a longer period of time, you definitely get more uh, face card at the establishment mm -hmm. you're working at. Um, so when I kind of started working at Arif Lounge, um, I got like all the bullshit sections. Um, I got like really small tables and stuff like that. Okay. And as I started working there longer, like when it got to like six months a year, um, I was promoted, I guess, up to the bigger sections. Like I got the hottest sections in the club. Um, right. And I used to be able to work them because they saw, like, how I moved. Like, you have to be able to move quick. You have to be able to keep checking up on your tables. Like, customer satisfaction is everything. As, as long as your customers are happy and you keep having these customers come back and back, like, you're really showing the owners of the club that, you know, you know what you're doing. And they'll usually right. just give you, like, um, I guess, better sections in the club versus um, the new girls kind of always get, like, the bullshit tables. Yeah, so like I was saying, like you, okay, I mean, fine. the best thing you can do is just stack up all the best money you can get and just get out there and start your own shit. But promoting in that industry is not really much, how you can't really get that far. Uh, you can't, okay. but you can eventually become. And I think like, it, you can end up being a manager. And uh, but you got to think about Go it. Ahead. If you're a server, you're not gonna like. I don't know. Like for me, it's it's more okay. Being a manager, you definitely have to take up more responsibilities, right? But you're not really moving up in your in mm. your position you're just moving up to a different position i don't know how to explain it i don't look, look. you know no I, uh, so being going for going i mean it is but i wouldn't want to do it like if i got offered a manager up. position i wouldn't want to be the manager of the club like honestly speaking i just would want to be a server because i'm not trying to build up i'm not trying to like i'm not trying to build up as a server staying there forever so me building up to become the manager i mean i guess it can have some pros to it but i, I don't know i've just never thought about it because i've never really wanted to do it well, I mean, the, why, why, well, I think like you, you're able to uh, build a network, and then if you find a way to utilize that network, right, it can, it can translate to other businesses. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, right? All but right. that goes back to networking. You can network okay. anywhere, but okay, go ahead. Jonathan, answer the question. I'm gonna go last. I got a long response. All right. All right. Cool. So, uh, the thing, the thing with my job is like, uh, what people don't understand is that like DJs, if you're really a if you're really a good DJ, you're an artist, right? So, um, and you can be really good at your your craft, right? You, you know, you spend your time with the music, you figure out how to blend it, you figure out how to put it together, keep the crowd lit or whatever. Um, but talent in this in the, in this industry, what I've learned in Atlanta, talent doesn't necessarily get you the best gigs and whatnot, right? So the way that you can build yourself up is you have to have more notoriety with the public and 
Uh, what I've been told multiple times is like, even if I'm better than another DJ, that the followers that the other DJ has is what will get them the closing gig during the night, right? So um, the way, unfortunately, that you have to build yourself as a DJ is you have to build more followers on social media so it can help the promoters uh, promote their nights and whatnot. And how I could get promoted mm -hmm. is, is just, it's like, it depends. If your goal is to be a, a DJ in the nightlife, uh, you just got to get to the biggest clubs and get the biggest bag, right? But if you want to expand mm -hmm. your brand as a DJ, that means like getting on tour or getting on the radio and then like finding brands and other things that you can uh, co-promote and get the bag like that. And and it says, which, which do you think is the easiest to move up in? I think I think it's easier to move up in the nightlife because it's uh, your feet are on the ground and and you're 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 in contact with people and the larger network you build the more money you can get it's easy whereas in the corporate world mm -hmm. you have to hit certain benchmarks mm -hmm. um you got to do quarterly reviews you got to do annual reviews and all that right and then um being black also that doesn't that, that that's it's it, it can be a hindrance to you getting promoted right mm -hmm. so you can do as much work yes. as somebody else is that's uh either white well, well basically if somebody's white and they do they do half the work as you they might get promoted where you're uh -huh. compared to you if you're black and you do all the work and extra, but they're just going to pick them over you. So I think it's definitely easier in the nightlife because, and also the nightlife is a, it's, it's the nightlife we work in is a black industry. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I feel people like rock with you. Damn, y'all gonna let me go? Huh? <laughs> okay. No, I just feel wait. Like go ahead, let it real quick. Go, like if you're working in a nightlife. If you a server and you become buddy buddy with the owner, you know, in one year you could be co-owner. It's not that easy. It's so you can't be just co-owner right. of becoming buddy buddy. Okay. okay, I said buddy buddy. Okay, not buddy buddy. Not co-owner, but like you start a relationship, whatever y'all like, like whatever that. Um, it's a lot of stuff like that that happens. I feel it like is. We have to be willing like, to sell you know, your they soul. They start like, messing. Not, not, not. <laughs> yeah. Even, not okay, I I disagree with that because yeah. I look at it sometimes. I disagree with you, nigga. Me? But, you um, gotta sell your become co-owner. Um, <laughs> you think if I'm looking at your soul, not, that's not what she's saying. Okay, okay this is how I look at it, bro. First off, me first, I'm, I'm like, I look at myself as a prime example. I started off working hookah when I was around 18, 19. I was making $80 a day, working about eight to 10 hours overnight. I was working extremely hard. I had to do the whole uh, mm -hmm. venue by myself. I come in, I start all the hookahs, I had to clean everything. Have to make everybody do chain charcoal, all that. Um, slowly, I I started off by working hard. I was I always had the mindset like, bro, work hard, you're gonna get into a better situation. Um, after that, I started getting hired at other local lounges, which means I started getting other gigs. Uh, the price went up just a little bit. At the time, it was good enough to take care of me though. Um, like I said, after a while, I moved from there and I started going like um, Claremont area. In my opinion, I, I started off the hookah, then I end up being a bar back. Mm -hmm. Like I said. The, you guys talking about moving up. Well, the way it moved up for me is the bag got bigger. I started making twice the amount of money I was making um, when I was first doing the hookah boy. I was also making a pretty decent amount more money than my friends at the time. So that was one way I looked at it, at looking up. Another thing is, um, once I started working at Ace Atlanta, um, I started off at bar back, then I moved on to being in charge of the bar back and in charge of liquor. In that short amount of time, I pretty much learned how to run a business. I worked there for about two years. Um, in that short, in two years, I learned how to pretty much mm -hmm. run a whole restaurant when it comes to ordering, uh, liquor for the club, ordering groceries, ordering all these things. 
that I was learning, I learned how to uh, work with the waitresses, make everybody happy, work with customers, work with promoters, giving them what they want because they can be annoying too. Uh, I, I pretty much leveled everybody's expectations and, and try to make it to the point where everybody was happy. Um, I feel like that's, that's, that's an experience. Mm-hmm. My bad, y'all. That's an experience and an asset that you don't get often. Like, there's not a lot of people that could work somewhere and you, and you, and you could put them in that same environment, a different location, and tell them, okay, do all this by yourself or do it alone. Or it's not a lot of establishment where your boss can leave and be like, yo, I need you to hold it down for a week or two. You know what I'm saying? So I do think there's plenty of ways to move up. Another mm-hmm. thing is, um, like I said, I started barbacking. From after I did barbacking, I started managing. Um, it's another reason I say it's moving up because I did, from working twice as hard, and uh, after a year or two, I ended up cutting my work. Uh, my work, what word am I looking for? Pretty much every, yeah, I pretty much cut my work and like in my workload in probably like 70%, making twice the amount of money that I was making at first. You understand? All it okay. is, it all took a lot of hard work at first. Don't get right. me wrong, first two, three years, I had to bust my ass. But it was, in my opinion, right. it's all worth it because now when I go to work, I'm not doing no physical labor. I'm, I'm specifically just having other people doing the labor while I'm just laid back watching the whole operation, making sure it runs, things run smooth. Um, my, my boss, which like would be the owner, the people that uh, do things like that, they will leave. You know what I'm saying? They, they trust me enough to hold it down. And to me, that's a great feeling, great responsibility because I, I plan on end up having my own establishment. You know what I'm saying? So really, I feel like I'm training myself. So mm-hmm. somebody might look at it, oh, you're, you're not moving up in your career. But in my opinion, I am moving up my career because I'm learning how to be, uh, I'm learning the steps of a business, how to be a worker to end up owning the establishment. And I can, I'm going to be able to say that I did each level. I went through each path. Like, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to know everybody's position. I'm going to be like, I did your position right. before. You know what I'm saying? I don't think a lot of people get to do that. A lot of CEOs don't right. know how it feels to be the person that's doing the books or the person that's coming to work every day. You know what I mean? But in my experience, I feel like one day when I do become a CEO, I, will, I would have learned everything that I've had to learn. So for me, that's moving up. No, nobody wants to be a worker their whole life. They want to, they, the main goal is to be a boss. You know what I'm saying? Same with a, with a waitress. You can yeah. be a waitress for so long. I have a friend of mm-hmm. mine. I'm not going to say her name because, you know, this public podcast. But she worked from <laughs> working at waitressing at club to now managing club. And you never know. In a couple of years, she might be owning clubs. All of this is bigger bag. Than that's, and and, and my, in my um, mindset, priority number one is to get the biggest bag. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like you could definitely move up. And um, I just, in this industry, uh, so I think I think what, I think what, based on what Mo said, there is some parallels between uh, the corporate world and the nightlife, right? So initially, Mo said that he went from a hookah to bar back. I didn't I didn't promoter, even mention right? the promoter part. That's crazy. I forgot about that. But mm-hmm. me working in the club had but, led me to being a promoter, which led me to have my own established night, yes. which a lot of people aren't really doing at the age of twenty three years old. This is this is pretty much difficult for a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And I like I'd be grateful that mm-hmm. I went from step one and it landed me to step nine. Like as a promoter, I'm not no there's like there's people in this industry who I don't feel like are grateful. And I'm I'm grateful every day, whether it's a slow night or a busy night, I get the same group of friends to come support me. You know what I'm saying? And, and to me that means a lot. Uh, no, I, I so but you know, your timeline in the corporate world is kind of similar, right? That's like going from an intern to mm-hmm. uh being entry level position. And right, then, but, exactly. Uh, the parallels also is like if you want to be a partner in the nightlife, 
you got to get the bag. The diff- I mean, you got to get the bag and be on equal status to some other owners or people that are invested right. in the company, right? Mm-hmm. That would be fair, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, in the nightlife, you can transition fast to a certain point, and then there's a ceiling that it takes time to accrue the money to invest and build your own business to become the boss, whereas in the corporate world, it's the same thing. You can go from an intern, entry-level position. Uh, you can be the... I don't know. Uh, you could you could be a, a project manager, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then eventually become a partner, right? Mm-hmm. And then it takes a lot of time. So the, the the end goal takes a lot of time, but there is I think there's a fast transition to early parts. If you if you're applying yourself and you have a vision mm-hmm. and uh, and you want to get you have a you have an idea that or a mission that you want to get. Can done. I just say yeah. I feel like the reason why our answers are so off, Jonathan, Mo, and me, is because we're all working at nightlife. Is for the simple fact that. Um, my answer is based off me not wanting to stay in nightlife. My, like, yeah, like, my end goal is not, like, it's I don't want exactly to the nightlife goal. industry. Like, I don't want to end up owning the club because I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So, um, I guess what they're saying, there are a lot of different ways. I've just never, right. um, I've never experienced them because I've never tried to. So, yeah, but what they said is 100% right. Like, that, that is right. Like, right. people start off from hookah and moving up, but it all comes from, like, the networking they do in the club. So, yeah, 100%. Well, well Mo, Mo's on the A yeah. track. You know what I'm saying? Mo, Mo's, Mo's <laughs> touching every base that he can to understand yeah. it fully. And then by the time he, when he hits his prime, he's hey, like, man, yeah. shout out to Edge you know? Entertainment, man. He about to start his own radio, man. That's just a fact I'm put out there for y'all. That shit's gonna be lit. Right. And we're, we're gonna, uh, yeah, we're I, gonna highlight on that thing, a little uh, later. So, uh, uh-huh. uh, Marta, I think. One thing we didn't highlight, there's a difference between being a woman and trying to uh, attain power in the nightlife yeah. and being a guy, right? Because when you said you dealing with the owner, right. you got to sell your soul. That means that the owner might Yeah, be trying they're to trying to fuck with you, which is most of the cases. Like, to... the girls that really get... I've seen this shit firsthand. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say no names either, but in the clubs, like, I've seen females, like, fucking with the owner, and the owner would literally fuck with them on tables. Like, let them get away with shit that they wouldn't let other servers get away with. So, like, I've definitely seen that happen. Like, these these females, I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen these females sell their souls to these owners for the money. Hey, like, but, so. Yeah, no, no, no. That, but that pers- that, that mm-hmm. perspective is, is valued because I think we've all seen it. Anybody that works in nightlife knows that, you know, you give a little something, you yeah. might get a little more. Uh, but that, that, I just wanted to highlight that difference between uh, me and Mo being the males and um, you being the female right, uh, that's yeah. in nightlife. There's different things. Right. Um, Mo, I did actually, I wanted to give you your props because you did come a long way, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I'm I remember not going to talk about those monkey edit out. days. That is definitely <laughs> going to edit out this podcast, guys. We're not going to talk about it. Don't but play with me, actually, man. We're editing that out. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was 15. I'm just no, FYI. I'm, I'm serious, old, you know? Guys. Like, you, no, you came don't from. Don't judge me. <laughs> okay, so you came from that to. Nobody's judging you, man. Everyone, you know, the city loves you. So I remember uh, one time I was in California last summer and I met this Abisha guy and, and I was asking him if he knows anybody from Atlanta. The only person he said is, he was like, I know Mo, you know, he promotes. All right, come on. Shout out, so, you shout know, out you, to my LA So you know partner. people around everywhere. Oh boy. Yeah, shout out to the soccer tournament. So um, Put my name people. out there. Big bag, um, big bag. Very yeah, big bag guy. soccer tournament. Um, let's, let's keep it going. <laughs> to the pros and cons of working in corporate and nightlife 
And I think uh, definitely factoring in gender, being like a guy and a girl, <laughs> it, it's different for everyone. Are we comparing the two, or are we just saying what's the pro in our industry? Um, just in our industry. Not comparing. Uh, okay, pros. Yeah, in your industry. Pros would be, um, it's really stable. Like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you drive, you get to Starbucks, you sit at your desk. Like, it's really calm, kind of like you know how your days are gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be a pro. Um, mm-hmm. and like you can plan more better, I think. Also, like if you want to buy something, you know, you know how much you make, so you know what you can afford. Like, it was very well noted. Really, like, plan better. Um, so, but a con mm-hmm. would be like it's too structured sometimes. It's like you. Yeah, it's boring. You know, it's boring. You, it, you have to go through all this, um, like, levels to approve something, like, to approve, like, you want to go vacation for a month. I think you, you guys just tell your boss, like, you mm-hmm. know, you just tell him, text him or whatever, where we have to get all these forms and stuff, you know? <laughs> there's more, yeah, I feel like there's a lot, a lot more rules yeah. and regulations. Absolutely. It's more, it's, the, the, the structure determines uh, your work-life balance, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you, right uh, in the corporate world, I think people. Yeah, whoa. it sounds like somebody's getting whoa. choked, like a dog getting or cat <laughs> getting choked. I'm sorry, y'all, for our listeners. We're recording these from our own separate houses, so there's a lot of uh, background noises. But you man, you smoking hookah? Like... What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> I told Mo he can't. Oh. So my fault. My fault. I'll put. I'll put it down. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. I'm yeah, not gonna answer the question, bro. Right, uh, I'll say the pros in the nightlife absolutely is that there's a lot of flexibility, right? Uh, depending on your position. Me as a DJ, though, I don't have that much flexibility because how active you are in the nightlife and how consistent you are determines the bag, right? If I take a month off, that means I'm gonna have to renegotiate my deals with promoters when I get back if they still want me and whether or not I'm still relevant, right? Because you have to stay, there's a certain pressure being a DJ where you have to be current. You got to know what people are rocking like. You have, if you have like one week of bad nights, that becomes your name and it comes attached to your brand, you know? But mm-hmm. uh, for me, uh, what I enjoy working in nightlife as a DJ is that uh, I spend a lot more time doing the things that I want. I'm not obligated to give the majority of my days to a, to a company or a corporation or whatever. Um, I'm able to spend, uh, you know, I get to, I get to watch interviews. I got to see pod, uh, see and listen to podcasts. I get to read books. I get to do all those type of things, and I just have to work for a couple hours mm-hmm. to make my money. So that's a pro. But I'll say, con working in the nightlife is the hours, and uh, there's a lot of physical consequences, right? Because you're drinking a lot, smoking a lot of hookah, mm-hmm. uh, you're staying out late. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the long term, you could be developing habits that you can't shake, right? You can, you can end up becoming an alcoholic. Working it's very easy to get sucked right? in. Like, <laughs> it is. Sucked right. in a lifestyle. Yeah, you get, like, my when, when I first moved here to Atlanta from Seattle, my homie was like, bro, you got to get out of here. It's a black hole. And I didn't understand it until, like, I started really working in the nightlife because uh, in Atlanta, there's no days off, bro. Every night, there's a party. Every night, there's something to do. Mm-hmm. And as you build your network, those same people, you know, you got you to gotta kind of uh, 
you got to bring value to your network. You got to tap in. You got to hang out with people and shit, you know? So it's like, it's like, it's a constant drag and it sucks your energy. Uh, you, until this quarantine, I, did, I haven't had a break for a year and a half. I haven't taken a vacation. I haven't taken a week. I haven't taken a week off or nothing like that, right? Um, so mm -hmm. that's a con. That's like a definite con. Um, and then I, I, I also like to say that, you know, they say if you get drunk today, uh, you're, you're borrowing time from tomorrow. So dealing with the hangovers and all that, you might not get as much accomplished. Um, so right. that is definitely a con. But outside of that, it's like, who would not want to have fun thinking with beautiful people, uh, hang out with your friends uh, every day of your life and make money, right? People, people pay to have the experience that, I, mm -hmm. that, that I'm in, right? But I'm getting paid. I like that. To, yeah, I like that. I would, yeah, I would definitely say it has yeah, to do with so like, a pro is definitely you get to like turn up, you get to drink, you get to hang out with people. But like even while you're working, like you're literally in the club working, like you're making money to be in the clubs. But I mean, there are some responsibilities you have to make sure you're handling as well. But um, for the pros, I definitely would say Jonathan is head on with that. Um, I would say some cons though is. Um, Mm -hmm. there's it's not really steady money like most said earlier like one night you might hit and you might make like a band off that one night and then the next day you might make like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars like you just never know what you're gonna make like with a uh, corporate at least you know you have a steady paycheck and mm -hmm. salary like you know what you're gonna make with nightlife like it could be a dead night for like it could be a dead week it could be a dead two three nights like you just don't know like it's not steady money um, a different, another con I would say is that it's really hard to get out of the nightlife. Like mm -hmm. when you're really used to that fast money, like it's hard to switch from just getting cash to waiting for a paycheck every two weeks. Um, the transition is definitely not easy leaving nightlife. Like, and that's probably why a lot of people get hooked on it because it's like Jonathan said, it's hard to not, I don't know who said it, Jonathan or Mo, but it's really hard to just be making that fast money and then just having to go to a nine to five after that. Um, Yes. So, uh, well, you know, corporate, like a corporate person might make what we, what, what, yeah. what we make in the year in the same way, right? But there's not as much excitement right. because that's a set, mm -hmm. that's a set uh, rate that they're getting paid, right? Well, so made in one day. There's excitement because it's like, mm -hmm. boom, we walk in there, you might just, boom, you, you just might hit. It's like, it's like the streets, you know? People don't leave the streets because at any given day, like you said, you oh, hit. Yeah. And then it gives you, uh, it gives you more thrill, another man. day, you're going to hit the same way. So there's a lot... Yeah, there's a thrill. There's a thrill of fast money. Um, but uh, the corporate world, yeah, it, I would agree. It's very stable, right? You, you know, but it's not, not as many variables. You just do your job and you get paid. Where in the nightlife, you got to be like, boom. All right, last night wasn't bumping. Like, Mo, Mo, my, Mo might hit us all up. Not only post a fly, he'll hit us up on WhatsApp and be like, come to game day tonight, you know? And then you get right. a, you get a Big fact. <laughs> Mo, you use you WhatsApp. Know? Yeah. <laughs> and then you see, like, it's like you put in work and you get to see the result um, on, on how much work you put in. We're in the uh, corporate world. It's kind of like you just put in the work, you get paid. Mm -hmm. You're just, you're just a cog in the mm -hmm. wheel. Um, and, I wasn't ahead, done, Mo. but all right, go ahead. You, you, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. Mo, <laughs> go ahead, Mo. Uh, the pros, in my opinion, are the network. Um, I've met people that do various things and own various businesses. Uh, it led me to have connection, and uh, it actually helps me in my outside light of outside life work, which is like, I know, I know different type of owner. I know people that own clothing stores. Um, I know people that just own a lot of different variety of things. If I was ever to get out mm -hmm. of nightlife, 
I feel like because of my worth and my network, I could have a, a career or a job in a different field. And it's, it's mainly, in my opinion, it's who you know. You know what I'm saying? Not what you know. So it's like the fact that I have a large amount of network and business or, or even yeah. let's say I want to open something up next year. I, I know the amount of people with the amount of money that they'll, they'll invest in me. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't know somebody that, a lot of people don't know five, ten people that can invest 50000 or to 100000 on the business. But that's very hard. Most people got to go to the bank. So me being able to network like that and, and meet and uh, have great relationships with people like that, that's just a great pro to me. Um, one of the cons, I would say, is um, depending on your position, man, a lot of people get 1099 instead of W-2. So uh, a lot of people don't know this, but, like, we pretty much have to pay taxes back at the end of the year while you got to get your taxes out. That's another thing for us, like, we're spending that money forgetting that we have to pay a percentage of that money back. Understand what I'm saying? So if you make, let, and this is Thanks. just a great, uh, this is just a, I'm just throwing a random number. Let's say you make 50K off of nightlife in one year. Um, when you do your taxes, um, depending on if you're getting paid checks and things like that, you might have to pay back $5,000 or you might have to pay back $3,000. Uh, you really don't think about shit like this until you have to pay it. And then you're like, damn, I got to pay $3,000, $5,000. Wow, when you work in corporate, you're getting that money taken out. And at the end of the year, in most cases, you're getting money back. So, you know, you don't, you don't feel the sense of loss from that money. Um, uh, another one of the cons would be uh, overnight work. So pretty much our day is pretty much over with, in my opinion. Uh, because of the schedule I'm working, I might not wake up until about 2, 3 p.m. People think it's easier to wake up earlier, but if I'm getting home at 6, 7, like, I need at least six hours of sleep. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not going to wake up till 1 p.m. You know what I'm saying? I miss my whole pretty much day. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like what Jonathan said, because of the drinking and things like that, I'm killing time for my next day based on my previous day. Um, another thing that uh, Martha said was uh, dealing with people that are intoxicated. Mm -hmm. Like, bruh, when you have to deal with intoxicated people, you realize, like, that that is you when you're drunk in a certain extent. <laughs> that shit makes you act a lot more appropriate, and it, and it gets you to act a lot better in my time. Well, hopefully, I try to act a little better knowing that People don't, I have to deal with that same type of uh, character, you know what I'm saying? Being intoxicated, that's very annoying. Um, another thing would be unstable. A pro, one thing that's a pro and it's an uh, economy, which is the great money. Like I said, like everybody said, cash money, you know, it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all I got. Wait, can we go on market? Yeah. I want to. I want to say something. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Basically, y'all went before. Y'all basically covered all the main things I was gonna say. Like, but one thing is, as a female, I was gonna go back on that intoxicated thing. Like, um, being a server is is hard as a female. For yeah. the simple fact that I mean, it's not technically you don't really get harassed, but like you have to try to please your customers. But at the same time, like when they're just like when they're just kind of like pushing on you, like when you really just not feeling it, it's really hard to kind of separate that. All right, be nice as a server and be nice as, um, you know, I mean, or just like what mm -hmm. you want as a female. Like, you don't want that person all up in your face touching you and shit like that. But at the same time, like, they're lit, like, they're drunk, like, but you have to deal with that and you have right. to deal with it in a professional manner. Like, you have to have, like, real patience working in the nightlife. Like, I swear to God, if you do not have patience, you cannot go in this industry right. at all, bro. Like, you have to have patience. Going off of that, Jonathan, before you start, um, mm -hmm. I think that's very similar in corporate as well. I, obviously, it's, you're not dealing with drunk people or drunk guys, but for girls, the pressure mm -hmm. that, you know, your manager or your boss might put on you by yeah, saying inappropriate things or being kind of flirtatious, 
you don't want to act inappropriate. You don't want to yeah. act like against them because you don't want to, you don't want to lose your job, but you also don't want to kind of like encourage yeah. it or whatever, because that's weird. Yeah. So I guess, so it, it just, mm-hmm. it both industries deal with that. Like, and then I think one really thing that they didn't really cover on cons is we have to pay on tabs that get walked out on. So people that are listening, if you're one of those motherfuckers that walk out on your tab, please don't do it. Because the servers <laughs> have to pay it, whether it's six hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, like whatever it is. If you walk out on your tab, the server has to pay it. Okay, all right, I had to say that. So that's a definitely a con that we have to pay for people's mm-hmm. lit decisions to get drunk and walk out on their tab. So, all right, that's yeah. So, uh, can I piggyback on that, uh, Simhar? So, uh, so yeah, go I ahead. Highlight one thing that Marcy was basically hinting on, right? Uh, and we got to identify that being a guy. And being a, a, mm-hmm. a girl in this industry is different, right? So as a girl, as a server, mm-hmm. uh, don't take this the wrong way, but it's like you have Basically. to prostitute your energy, right? You gotta you gotta provide a certain energy, right? And you gotta find that balance in between in order to mm-hmm. get the tips that you want, right? You might have um, in comparison to the corporate world, there's no HR, there's no guidelines. So a girl might be a server, and a guy might want to give her a hug, whatever the case may be. And in order to protect your job, in order to get that tip, you might have to be okay with certain physical contact. And uh, yeah, uh, it is a level of harassment, bro, because niggas, customers, they like to hit up their waitresses all the time. Like, what are you doing, baby? Mm-hmm. And you have to deal with it. So it's like, you have to. Mm, yeah, I, I think, think, I think, I think same, corporate goes through the same thing. Corporate, it's like, you're not going to turn. Yeah, you're not going to turn on your boss to HR. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there's HR. That's your boss. Like, um, but the, you don't think it's they're still... like in my life, it's not uh, uh, well in the corporate world. You're not, excuse me, you're not going to turn on your boss, right? Yeah, but they, you're not your co workers and all that. There's, but, there's but rules. There, there are different types of think, harassment. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the Jonathan, they go wait, through is more legal, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I they think, just go through the legal battles. Right. I think Jonathan is leading more on the fact that ours is kind of based on tips where y'all's are y'all gonna get paid regardless y'all be nice or not. Like, of course, like there's always gonna be that harassment with females, like in corporate or in nightlife. But at the same time, like, our shit is, like, I mean, as a server, is based off more, like, if you're an asshole to that, not really an asshole, like, if you really kind of don't go with what they're saying or really don't, like, I mean, if you're just kind of, like, even rude to them or in any way, like, they, they're the type of people who just won't give you a tip on it or something like that. So, like, more on, like, what Jonathan's saying, I think it's based off of, like, us, mm-hmm. like, we have to be nice to our, 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 I mean, our customers to basically get paid for. Your money, your money is affected. yeah. Mm-hmm. Our money's affected. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, your your bottom line is your bottom line of the money you make is based on your customer service, and you got to provide them a particular experience. Right. The difference also between nightlife and corporate world is these people are drunk. Like most said, you're dealing with drunk people all the time. So it's not like you're dealing with the best versions of somebody. You're dealing with the their demons. drunk, mm-hmm. aggressive, uh, <laughs> happy. Yeah, the demons come out of people. Uh, these niggas, especially for girls, I see with older guys, they're horny. And they might not be talking to other girls that are in the nightlife, but the waitress is the, it's their point of contact. It's the only girl that's consistently talking to them, so they press them a different way. And uh, the second thing I wanted to say is that, uh, which highlights a pro that Mo talked about is your network, right? So in the corporate world, right, you have to play your role, you have to play politics, and you network with some of the bosses in a particular way. Whereas in the nightlife, we're dealing with all the bosses, when they're drunk, they're inebriated, and they're carefree, right? So we're dealing with the wild versions of people. Yeah, is there a window open? It sounds like there's... 
Jonathan, I, we can't really hear no, you like, too clearly. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like me? wind is like blowing. Uh, I, I, I no, you're I'll, good. I, I, I was just gonna say that um, me and Mo and, uh, and Marta too, we get to deal with bosses when they're chilling, when they're relaxed, and all that. So the relationship, we we build relationships with these people in that that in, in that type of space and environment. So we can connect a lot faster with uh, people of power in different industries when they're inebriated, mm -hmm. kicking it and kicking it with us, right? All we have to do is provide them a good time yeah. and they really fuck with us, you know? Uh, excuse me, but uh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Uh, and then one, uh, the last thing I was going to say uh -huh. is, yeah, the virus, you, I think one of the points was how has it affected us during the virus? I mean, it's been a standstill for all of us. Um, nightlife has been dead. I mean, we don't get checks. So I mean, we're not off salary or anything like that. So we're just basically chilling. Like, I mean, I guess a pro is we got a break. Like Jonathan said, like I've been working every single day, but, um, with nightlife, but I guess now it's just kind of at a standstill. Nobody's going to pay. For coronavirus affecting my work life, I'm still, I didn't take any break, like, cause we can work from home. So I've just been working from home so far. Um, so no effect as far as the money coming in, but we'll just see how long this lasts. For, for us in the nightlife, it's kind of low-key devastating, right? Because we yeah. we we literally can't work. And the, one of the worst things about us is that uh, we're going to be the last, we're going to be one of the last uh, type of businesses to open up. So, mm -hmm. um, and this this adds to the cons, right? Because if your money man management skills, if you're not financially literate or whatever, you wouldn't have been prepared for six months of no work. Right, mm -hmm. you're getting fast money. You're spending it, and then now, if you do have a lot of bills, if you live on your own, you have things you got to pay off or whatever. This this coronavirus just put a yeah. it put a stop on everything, and everything stopped. So you can't even find other ways to make money. So I say that's definitely a con of the uh, the nightlife, right? If anything right. stops, you're fucked. You're fucked basically. Okay, yeah. So hopefully things get back to normal. Um, so I wanted to move on to the last question because we're running out of time, but Atlanta is a big hub for both corporate and nightlife. Is it the same working in Atlanta as it is in another city like New York or LA? What do y'all um, think as far I feel as like both New York corporate is very stable. and nightlife? They're, um, they're, they're a very huge city like Atlanta, so I feel like their corporate is very mainstream. Um, I also, I have a few friends from New York who um, mm -hmm. work in the nightlife industry over there. They said it's very popping. There's a lot of money involved, a lot of way to make tips. Um, their, most fa their most famous mm -hmm. uh, like industry events would be like their Is strip it? club. That's what they're known for. Um, yeah, they're known for strip clubs. Um, so, yeah, they're, okay, they're, their industry nightlife is booming. Um, it might be a little different, meaning like music, uh, music uh, choices or the laws and things like that, but... And, um, Overall, I think it's the same type of tactic and, 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 and code that, that, that's used in the industry, you know? At the end of the day, all, all you're trying to do is get people to spend as much money as they can. You're mm -hmm. selling them a dream. You're selling them an excitement. You're selling them um, an environment that they don't get to come to unless they're paying for it. You understand what I'm saying? So I feel like it's all the same tactic and it's all the same, uh, same mm -hmm. experience, same exposure. Great money. I think big cities have both good corporate and good nightlife. So like LA, New York, Atlanta, Houston. I know they have a lot of big corporate offices in each city. So I think it kind of goes hand in hand. I'm not sure as far as 
corporate life in Miami. I don't know how big that is, but I know like nightlife in Miami is huge. I think one thing to highlight is that in Atlanta, well, I'm not really sure how it is in other places apart from like maybe DC, but in Atlanta, yep. the nightlife Abisha is kind of dominated by Abishans or Africans, Nigerians. In fact, I think we so, played a pivotal role. What do y'all think about in that? Industry. Um, huh. We have a lot of Habesha owners, promoters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to take away from the um, American guys, because there are a lot of American guy uh, promoters and owners that are doing big things that are behind the, uh, I'd say, not too much exposure. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. though, it's, it's really about who's making the bag. You know what I mean? And they're making money off of this, too. But I do feel like we're in control. We're mm-hmm. the most dominant um, force in this industry right now. Um, hopefully, it doesn't change, you know, which is why I'm working as hard as I am trying to uh, create my impact on this industry and whatnot. But in my opinion, we are the, the mm-hmm. biggest effect and we control a lot of how things move and we're very aware of, of new laws and the, and the way that this industry is, is moving and because things are changing. You know what I'm saying? Every couple of years, doesn't matter what industry you're in, things are changing and I feel like we have the best chance of adapting to it and we've been doing this for a very long time. So, yeah. I think I think fundamentally there's similarities between the nightlife and the, everywhere, right? So, you know, there's people that promote, there's DJs, there's spots to, that you want to work at or whatnot. But I think Atlanta is is different between the two in the sense that, um, like, there's a huge amount of people. There's millions of people unemployed in the state of Georgia right now, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with uh, the fact that the nightlife and the bars are closed. And when you have that shut down, it has a ripple effect in under other industries. Like, the hairdressers don't have as much customers. The people that do laughing right. don't have as much customers. The people that do nails, they don't have as much customers, right? So in the state or in the state of Georgia, in the city of Atlanta, I really believe that this is, the nightlife is a fundamental piece of the economy, right? And um, whereas in New York and LA, they have other they have other entities and other industries that can um, sustain themselves without really doing a detrimental impact on the economy. In Atlanta, it's well known, and then. Um, and also in Atlanta, there's a lot more small businesses than there is corporations. That's one thing I noticed since, I, since I've been living here. It's like there's a lot of people that own their own businesses, but there's not a lot of people that work for corporations, right? Is that fair mm-hmm. to say for y'all that live here for your whole life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like um, it's a part of our lifestyle. It's an intricate part of our lifestyle, and um, a lot the ripple effect from us working in this extends dramatically throughout the whole economy out here. So I think there's, that's a huge difference. And it's not the same as working in other industries because in, in, in other cities, you'll see people be like, I'm a promoter or whatever, and then they have a regular job. Also because the, the cost of living is different in both, right? So right. in Atlanta, you can work in the nightlife, pay your bills, stack up, and get accrued, uh, assets and things like that. Whereas in other cities, you got to do like three jobs, and sometimes people promote and do things in nightlife to uh, allow them just to live, right? It's like a supplemental income just to just to live that basic, uh, live basically in the city that they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So also, I did want to highlight AG, like we talked about earlier. He's really big Atlanta nightlife club owner. He, he built. He, he built the like foundation. Built Atlanta nightlife. Like he he really laid the ground and of, of what uh, people's expectations. He, he raised everybody's right. expectations and made it a lot higher than what people uh, thought this game could turn into. 
Exactly. So go. AG is mean, the greatest promoter. Greatest of all time. He's the by far anywhere. Any, yeah, because he's the only one. Like you know, like you can think about like uh, one. Yeah. What is it? One Live Nation. The people that do concerts everywhere, whatever. They go in other cities and do concerts, but AG will literally come to your city during a big and weekend, All Star Weekend, Super Bowl weekend, whatever. Throw a party Easily. and dominate all the local promoters and all the local clubs. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. he's absolutely the goat. And I I know a lot of Abisha people our age or a little younger do uh kind of look up to him in that aspect. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, side note, March so, March got disconnected. She's trying to get back. Yeah, it's okay. okay. So uh yeah, so that's that's all the questions that we have. All the things um, to talk about. Do you guys want to add anything? Man, no, a lot of a lot of events. A lot of events this year, you know. Pandemic. Look at him. Still going. <laughs> you know, that's all I got to add, though. I'm done for the night, man. Uh, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. We'll see y'all next time. I'm out of here, guys. Are we supposed to drop our, our Instagram or what? You can if you want. I'll tag you guys in everything. Okay. Well, I'm Jim Skywalker. It's the same thing on every outlet: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Check out his TikToks. They're funny. Yeah, I was. I, I got to shoot one today, too. But, um, yeah, but I have nothing to add. This was a great podcast, Tim Hall. I love what you're doing. It was it was great to hear, like, uh, the y'all perspective and our perspective, you know? Because uh, a lot of people, I think they have these ideas in their head, but they have never seen us discuss or have this talk about it yeah revolving around that so this is some good stuff thank you somehow thank you i enjoyed also your podcast and i think that you are contributing greatly thanks you guys it means a lot and also thank you to martha who is not here anymore but uh she helped contribute a lot and she helped hold it down for the girls in nightlife so appreciate you guys a lot i love you